0: Booze Hound Entertainment presents... Scenes from the Attic.
1: The Attic. Keeper of the gruesome, the horrifying, and the shocking. Here in the dark place, leering over a typical neighborhood street, is where the phantasma lives. The Attic is where you experience disturbing scenes... Shared by haunted minds and morbid souls.
0: The idea that what you do now, or the things you've done in the past, determines what will happen to you in the future, has been around for ages. It goes by many names and phrases, what goes around comes around, reap what you sow, instant justice, but its true name is karma. In this special Scenes from the Attic Trilogy, we tag along with Karma and see how the actions of man are confronted by the brutality of Karma's wrath.
1: The coroner pulls up to the crime scene. He'd done this hundreds of times in his career, though this time he could not help but smile. Without stepping foot inside, he knew what he would be confronted with.
0: Dr. Frank Bell, coroner's office.
1: The officer at the door logs him entering the crime scene as the coroner walks inside and steps carefully towards a blood-soaked body. He took a few seconds to savor the gruesome scene before him, before remembering to act professionally, since this ought to be the first time he'd seen it. Crouching down, he examines the body as he eavesdrops on the two detectives trading theories on what happened, knowing they're both wrong. This was going to be easier than he thought. With the body safely loaded in the van, The coroner drives off in the direction of the morgue. With both hands on the wheel, he starts to feel a tight sensation in his chest, almost like a cough about to happen, but never quite appearing. He lets out a couple of quick breaths along with the noise he can't quite place. An uneasy feeling washes over him. As he turns on Locust Street, he spots a shadow out of the corner of his eye, He focuses on where he thought he saw it, but nothing's there.
0: (sighs) Settle down, man. Settle down. You're good. You're good. Shake it off.
1: The police radio came to life, never issuing a person's voice. Instead, the crackling of the sound waves reminded him of a sadistic laugh. He returned his focus on driving, switching off the radio and commanding himself to ignore the shadows appearing in the corner of his eye, just always out of his sight line. At a red light, a convertible car full of young girls pulls up next to him. He turns to look out the window as their laughter grew with vicious exuberance.
0: Get a grip, man. Get a grip. This is all in your head. It's all in your head. Just stick to the plan and everything will work out.
1: As the coroner pushes the body into the cold storage slab, he hears the sadistic laugh again, though muffled. This time it came directly from inside the body bag. He reaches down and pulls open the zipper, revealing eyes looking right at him. That alone would be unnerving, but the face was also smiling at him. Not a regular smile, mind you, no, a a big, wide, showing teeth up to your ears type of smile. The coroner jumped back, rubbed his eyes with the back of his hands, and stepped forward. He squinted into the bag, not knowing what to expect. But his fear was confirmed as the smiling joker face looked right at him with its dead eyes. He slammed the cooler door, closing it without even zipping up the bag. That night, as he lay in bed... <laughs> Shadows skipped around him as the same sadistic laughter filled the room. He piled pillows and blankets over his head to keep from hearing it, and he kept telling himself it was not real. As he got ready for work, not having slept a wink, he felt a headache coming on, a tired headache, he thought, as he splashed water on his face. He looked up to see bags under his eyes and felt his chest tighten again. This time, three short bursts of breath came from his lips. Then, after a pause, another round forced itself out. It was early, and he did not run into anyone in the building the coroner's office was in. He pushed the button to the elevator, relieved to hear only silence. The ding of the elevator made him jump, and as the door slid apart, he saw four people all wearing the evil I'm-gonna-get-you smile his victim had yesterday.
0: Uh, yeah, you, you know what, I think I'll just go ahead and take the stairs.
1: He rushed to his office and sat at his desk, his head in his hands. He felt he was losing his mind. He thought about going home, maybe calling it a sick day. But The sooner he processed his victim, the sooner this could all be over. His intern entered the room, bringing him a cup of coffee, not daring to look at her for fear of seeing her with the malevolent smile. He motioned for her to just put it on the desk. I've got your first victim on the table ready for you. What'd you say? I said your first autopsy is on the table ready for you. The coroner sat for a few moments, sipping his coffee, building up the nerve to go into the lab. With a deep breath, he stood and entered the room with his chest succumbing to a pinching feeling. The face was normal, eyes shut, mouth closed, everything A-OK. He breathed a sigh of relief and grabbed his scalpel. He didn't really need to do the autopsy. I mean, he knew exactly what happened. Even if he wasn't the coroner, he would have gotten away with the murder. His detective friend's plan was airtight but he still needed to go through the motions. He made his first incision into the dead flesh. The body laughed. He winced as he hesitantly made another cut, and the body convulsed again with a giggle. With each penetration of the knife, the body chuckled, and the wide, sadistic smile formed on the dead body's lips, growing bigger and wider, making it all the more inhuman and the lights above him flickered and went out. A black void filled his vision for a long few moments before the orange emergency lights came on to reveal a dark figure standing opposite him. You thought you would get away with committing the perfect murder, didn't you?
0: I'm kind of dizzy, I don't feel too good.
1: No, I don't imagine you do. Your brain is slowly liquefying. Your time has come to an end, just as your little cult will. Those hallucinations you've been having weren't really hallucinations. It was me delivering justice on behalf of those you have wronged. The coroner bent over, grabbing his knees, and finally let the tension out of his chest. A (laughs) full-body belly laugh came out right before. He fell to the ground with a hard thump as liquefied brain matter leaked from his ears, blood oozing from his eyes and running out of his nose, painting a wide grin on his face.
0: This has been The Corner, a special Boozehound Entertainment presentation. Visit weareboozehound.com for more original series and to support our shows. Scenes from the Attic is written by Kate Boyer and Phil Boyer and produced by Boozhound Entertainment. Music and sounds by Glass Records. Original concept by Kate Boyer. Directed by Phil Boyer. Copyright Boozehound Entertainment. All rights reserved.